We gave time for him today. We gave time to the Lord. And that's so important, isn't it? Especially at a time when so many churches are shut down. It's so important that we bring our praise and we have to go extra strong and extra hard to make up for all those who aren't praising God today because they're still shut down. But my, my message is called, It's Time to Soar. We are going through some really weird times, as if you haven't noticed at the moment. Satan sort of has tried to jump the gun on this one. You know, he's tried to bring the Antichrist thing in too soon. But he's given it a good shot. And uh, I'm just thankful for the church, the body of Christ, that is, and those people who are just rising up and, and forbidding it, forbidding it, and, uh, yeah, we're just not going to have it. Not at all. No. Because this is time for God's glory. You know, he wanted to skip the glory and just go straight into the great tribulation. But I'll tell you what, no, <laughs> we won't put up with that. We're not going to have that at all. So it is time for all of us to soar into your destiny. All of you have got a destiny, and it's time to soar into your destiny. No matter what the enemy's doing, no matter what is happening in your life at the moment, I know there's a lot of you are under huge pressure, huge pressure. I know that personally. And, but we've got to look to God. If we can't look to God in this time, how would we ever survive going through the Great Tribulation? So we've got to show God that who we are. We're his sons and daughters, the almighty God. We are powerful. We're not intimidated by the enemy. You know, if God is for us, who could be against us? God is on your side. That's all I care about. All I need is God to know God is on my side. I don't care if nobody else is on my side. <laughs> so you're on my side. <laughs> I've got you guys, or some of you, maybe not all of you, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but God is on my side, and I'm just so pleased that he's on my side. So it's a time for things that, that have been re, uh, withheld are going to be released. There's going to be a great release. It's time for the miraculous, we know that much, don't we? And it's time to run our race like we've never run before. Absolutely. So it's not time to be weak. It's not time to fold up. We've got to keep going. Isaiah 40, verse 29 to 31 says, He, God, gives power to the weak. Power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. So some of you might feel, I've got, I just feel powerless. I feel I have no more strength. And these have been exhausting days. I tell you what. Uh, haven't they? I don't know about you, but I have found you could feel the pressure. You could feel the pressure in the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, the thing is, Satan's not going to win. He's not going to win. And what the enemy's plan to bring into this country is not going to happen. Amen? We won't put up with it. So, but those who wait on the Lord... And that word wait, it means to entwine yourself with him, spend time with him, praising and reading and declaring the word. That's what it means when you wait on the Lord. It's not just, I'm just waiting on God. You know, I wish he'd move. 
That's not what it's talking about. It's spending time with him, worshipping him, and uh, spending time praising him and reading and declaring his word. That is so important. And thanking him for who he, he has made you to be. All of you are so unique. You all have different, you know, isn't it amazing? The whole, whole if you think of them, all the people on the earth, everyone has a different personality. Nobody is the same. It's quite good that, isn't it? I mean, imagine if we... <laughs> Satan would like to make us all the same, like him. But no, we've got a creative God and he's our heavenly father. So, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. They, literally, it means to soar. You will soar with wings like eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. So, you know, you might need to read that every day. Just remind yourself, Lord, you know, you give power to me. You increase my strength, you know. Read the word. The word is so empowering. If you will get that word in your mouth, don't just read it. Get it in your mouth and speak it out. Declare it. Declare it over yourself. Declare it over your family. Declare it over your nation. So God wants us soaring above all obstacles, all problems, all the negative things that are happening in this world, which is quite ugly at the moment. And he wants us soaring into our destinies. And soaring into that place of authority over darkness, over fear. Don't allow fear in. Fear comes knocking. Don't answer the door. <laughs> just, just yell through the door. Shut up and go away. <laughs> just got to get a bit feisty. Amen? I hope that's all right, my saying that word, isn't it? It's not too bad by today's standards, yeah. So... Okay, so he wants us soaring into our destiny, soaring into that place with authority over fear, anxiety, defeat, hopelessness and failure. The Lord gave me a dream in 2015. I have had others, but... <laughs> and I may have shared this, I think I have shared this once to you, but, um, you know, and God loves giving dreams. It's, he does, and he speaks to us through dreams. So never discard your dreams. Write them down. If you, you know, wake up and if you remember, you ought to catch it quickly because it's so easy. It can go in a moment. But write it down. And even if you don't understand it, ask the Lord, what do you mean by this? You know, God, and throughout the Bible, He's always giving people dreams and speaking to them through their dreams. Um, even, even the unsaved, He even gave Pontius Pilate's wife a dream, warning him. And she went and told her husband, you know, I, I had this troubling dream and it was about Jesus. So she was warning Pontius Pilate. So your dreams are also promised for in these last days. It's pro promised in Joel 2, 28, and again in Acts 2. You know, when it says in a, um, you know, that your old men, your young men, your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall have visions. So if you're having dreams, you're an old man. <laughs> no, that's not true. And I'm certainly not an old man. <laughs> So just saying, everybody, in the last days especially, are going to have dreams. And uh, God wants you to make note of them. I love the scripture in Job 33, 15 and 16. It says, in a dream, and God calls it in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on their beds, 
Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instructions. I like that. In a dream, you'll get something, and he, and he opens the ears, and he seals your instructions. But if you just wake up and think, oh, what was that about? Put it, write it down, and, and wait on God and say, God, what do you mean by that? So in this dream, anyway, that I had, I was flying, and always, well, I was literally flying. It was fun. And, uh, and I, but I was about um, two, two metres or maybe three metres off the ground. And I just suddenly, I, I got a bit fearful. I thought, gosh, you know, I know I was going far. I was going for it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my gosh, I could, I could bump into some massive rock or a tree or something when I'm this low. And I heard God speak, and he says, raise your hands. And so I raised my hands, and I shot up in the air, and I was just flying up there in the atmosphere. And um, where I couldn't be hurt at all. You know, I was above all the dangers, above all the obstacles, the hindrances, and anything that would get in my way to bring me down. So raising your hands is about worship. As we praise and as we worship God and have a continual thankful heart, we will soar above everything that Satan tries to bring against you. And he won't be able to hurt you. If you stay in that place of worship and that place of praise, Satan will not be able to hurt you. And he cannot negatively impact our lives on this earth. And that's quite a good thing to remember at this time, what we're going through right now. Especially with those of you whose jobs are on the line and your businesses. You need to be praising God. Say, Father, I put my trust in you. I 100% trust you in this. And what the enemy has meant for my harm, you will turn it around for good. Isn't that good? So, so we've got to live in that heavenly realm which is unaffected by whatever is coming at us. Whatever things are coming at you, whatever the enemy may throw at us, we need to be in that place. When we soar, we receive an impartation of strength, power and wisdom. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Not just when things are good. Rejoice in the Lord always. And because your memory is pretty short, he says, and again I say rejoice. <laughs> because he knows things will come against you. But rejoice in the Lord always. It's not just when things are going good. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, in case you're a bit thick, I say rejoice. Amen? Amen. So that, that's always. Always is always. On every, in every situation, on a continual basis, on every occasion, in every situation, rejoice in the Lord. Always. You know, the last six Psalms of the Bible are all about praising God. All of them. And six is the number of man. Man is to praise God continually. The first three words and the last three words of each of these six psalms is pra praise the Lord. And the book of Psalm ends with a resounding praise the Lord. That's what we've got to do. Praise the Lord. Coming in, going out. In the city, in the country. At work, you could be Praising God in your heart. You, you know, if somebody doesn't expletive, you, you should, you know. Why can they get away with expletives? Why can't you say, praise the Lord? 
That would have shocked them, wouldn't it? Try it. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. Praise the Lord. I probably think, ooh. Well, you know, when that comes out your mouth, you don't know how that's going to hit them. You know, that might get on them. If God is in that, you know, you're speaking that, that'll get on them and that will do something to them. It will shake them up for a start. So we've got to make, keep ourselves connected to God and worship him and praise him continually. It says in, um, in Isaiah 26.3, You shall keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So it is possible to keep the Lord on your mind 24-7. We should be 24-7, God is in our mind. Absolutely. And he says, you, he will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. You've got to keep your mind stayed upon him. Trust him. He's got it. He's not surprised at this, what's happening today. He knew, he knew the enemy's plans and plots and schemes and he's going he's gonna to slap him in the face very shortly, I tell you what, and all those who are working with him. <laughs> I look forward to that one. <laughs> anyway, so, as, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, not for everything, we don't thank him for everything, like if you break your leg, you don't, oh, thank you, God, or, or whatever. In everything, in everything, thank God. Why? Because then God can take that situation and turn it around for your good. But while you're murmuring and grumbling, he can't. But we need to, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, people are always saying, oh, I want to know what the will of God is concerning my life. Well, are you giving thanks in everything? Well, no, occasionally, now and then. But I want to know what God's will is in this situation. Well, why don't you just, if you can't even just do the word, how are you going to hear what his will for your life is? If you, God says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you, in every situation, we just thank the Lord that he's got our lives, that he's, he's working things together for good. And if we can't do that, if we cannot do that, because that is the will of God for you, each and every one of us. That is God's will for us. So you, but you won't even do that. Then you want to say, Lord, you want to know what's your will concerning this for my life? What's, you know, what is your will? Well, my will is, and everything give thanks. Well, this is, this is what I want. This is what I will you to do. And everything. Remember, in, not for. Not for everything. In every situation you find, say, Father, I thank you that you could take this situation and you could turn it around for my good. And I refuse to fear and I refuse to be sorry. I refuse to be sad. I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. And I will give thanks. So, as I say, in every, every day we're in something, aren't we? We're in some sort of situation. But in everything, we've got to give thanks. Because God wants to bring us through whatever we're in victoriously. He wants you to be victorious. We have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not through our own strength and our own will and our own mind, but through the Lord Jesus Christ and his, his word. So, we're going to 
Rejoice always. We're going to give God thanks in everything. We've got to rise above the problems and the difficulties and the fear. It's time to soar. God wants you to soar. Not to be held down and weighed down by all the problems we are facing. We are to rise up with wings like eagles. Hallelujah. You know, there's no other bird like the eagle. No other bird. No other bird can soar like an eagle. None can at all. You know, they, can, they, so, they soar right up high and they, they get into the thermal waves and they, then they just relax up there. And, you know, they can, they can soar above. It says they lock their, their pinions. You know, that's their, not their opinions, their pinions. That's their, <laughs> their wings, their feathers. They lock them. And, you know, when there's a storm coming, they allow that storm to take them up and up and up and up until they're above the storm. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to praise God, lock yourself, be strong, and then allow God to take you up and up and up till you're above whatever it is you're facing. Amen? That is powerful, isn't it? Eagles are just amazing, amazing birds. See, they're just there. God wants you just up there above all the garbage. You know, like the eagles, above all that storm that's going on down below, they're up there in the sunshine. And God wants you to be in the sunshine, S-O-N, shine as well. So you've got to lock yourself onto him, onto his word, and let him take you above it all. Amen? You've got to soar like an eagle. It says in, in Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace. Complete, that means complete soundness of mind, body and soul's prosperity and well-being. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So he will keep us in perfect peace. If you're not in peace, then look, what, where's your mind? Where's your mind gone to? Keep your mind stayed on him. Because... So he will keep you in perfect peace. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, Y-A-H, the Lord is everlasting strength. To that word, I just want to just explain that word, stayed, whose mind has stayed. It comes from a word pronounced saw, mac. It means your mind takes hold of, it leans on, it rests itself, and it stands fast. And that's what God wants you to do. Stand fast. Don't let the enemy move you off the track. Don't let him. Don't let him. You know, he'll just come in with a wham of a wave of fear or a wave of anxiety. What if? What? How will I? You know, all these things, these thoughts, 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 bombarding your mind. Stay strong. Be strong and be very courageous. Colossians 3.2 says, Set your mind on things above. Did I say that one? Above, not on things of the earth. Set your mind on things above where God is, not on the things that you're seeing happening on the earth. There is a saying that, you know, they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. Well, I'd say that's a complete lie. That's a lie. When we are heavenly minded, we're empowered to be of earthly good. If our mind is on God, if our mind is on the word, our mind is stayed on him, 
then we'll be of some earthly good. If we've just got a mind that's flip-flopping all over the show, you've got, you know, that's, that's no use to anybody at all. So we've got to fix our minds on God, on his promises, and we intertwine with him. And it's a place of peace, of hope, of solutions. God will bring solutions or breakthroughs and healing. All of these wonderful things. Mm. So, but when we set our minds on the problems and difficulties we're facing, we intertwine with those, with our problems. And then we remain in the midst of that problem, feeling anxious, concerned, fearful, angry, and so on. And that's not what we're supposed to be like. Amen? So we've got to set our minds on the God above, set your mind on things above where Christ is, where he is seated, signifying he has finished the job for us, where he is seated. He has finished the job for us, and the power of darkness is broken over our lives. His blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness, and his blood empowers us. It's through the blood we overcome, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Just remember, you're bought by the most precious commodity in the whole universe. Amen? In the spirit realm and the natural realm, you're bought by the precious blood of Jesus. And you're, you're given power over all the power of the enemy because of the blood. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So, God wants us soaring into our destinies. We're made to soar. Um, Amos 3.8 says, A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophecy? You know, we're to have the voice of a lion. I've talked about lions before. You know, a, a lion's roar puts fear in, in, the animals, in the animal kingdom. Probably in the human kingdom too, but I heard, it. <laughs> heard one. But we are to roar at the enemy. Don't be intimidated by him. Now, I'm not saying go roar at your boss or something, but then <laughs> you might feel like it. <clears throat> God might tell you to, I don't know. God, nothing's impossible. But we're to roar at what's behind things, at the enemy. Not at one another. It's the powers of darkness that come to kill, to steal, and destroy. They're the ones that are destroying. This is Satan's mode of, opera of operation. And it's time for the body of Christ to roar at him and to yell at him and his hordes. Don't, be, don't pussyfoot around the devil. Don't pussyfoot around darkness. Get bold. When you're in prayer, you should be bold. Don't be a timid little thing. Oh, God, I just think, so sorry about today, you know, and, and, and. Will you help me in this, Lord? Hey, no, stop that. Pray properly. <laughs> you command that darkness to go. Say, I not tolerate that. I won't listen to that fear in the name of Jesus. I take authority over fear and I strip away your power. And I command host you shredder. You know, I've been sending a host out over this nation because this nation, at the moment, there are strongholds of fear all over the nation. You can look, you walk down the street, you can see it. Mask on everybody, on their own, walking down the street, sitting at the beach with a mask. What is that? It's fear. It's totally fear. And people are being intimidated. And so, you know, I send the host out to shred the strongholds and the platforms of fear that the devil is, that people speaking, speaking, speaking these things into the atmosphere 
have built those strongholds. And we know, we hear that every day. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Certain time. Fear, fear, fear. Why? They're building strongholds in the atmosphere. They want to keep us imprisoned to fear. Well, I'm not having a flippin' heck bit of it. <laughs> so I've just said in that house, you go through and shred. <laughs> I've got somebody cheering at the back. <laughs> go shred those strongholds of... Now, tell you what, they also built deception, lies, and fear. So I send those, I'll shred those strongholds and platforms of fear and deceit and the lies and the, that is lying over this nation. Go shred it. You have to do it constantly. You know, this is something you've got to do until we get the final breakthrough. Because the enemy's not stopping. He hasn't stopped yet. So we need to be, come on guys, you're it, we're it. If we don't do something, who's going to? The world's not going to. They don't know how to defeat the enemy. We're the ones who have been given power over all the power of the enemy. We're the ones. Say, I'm the one. I'm strong. I'm powerful against the enemy. He's terrified of me. I'm not scared of him. He can't touch me. I won't allow him. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Does that make you feel good? Yeah. Do you feel a bit stronger? Yeah. When you talk like that, it does. It does a lot of good. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't even know where I am now. You know, I mean, heavens above. Well, we're just roaring like lions, okay? And we've got to break that stronghold of fear over people's lives. It's like a big fog. I want this land to be the land of the long white cloud of God's glory. Satan's trying to make it the long white cloud of, long black cloud of fear and deception and lies. That's what it is. I'm not having it, are you? Not put, don't put up with it. You get on your knees or get on something and pray. I don't really pray on my knees, not unless it's something unusual. I pray walking. I pray storming up and down my house. <laughs> I don't, I'm not nice to the enemy. No, yeah. Neither should you be. He's our enemy. Satan's our enemy. The darkness is our enemy. We should not be pussyfooting around him. We should not be letting him intimidate us. You get in his face. You should be the one who's scared. You're the one that's going to be bound up and thrown into the lake of fire or brimstone. Not me, not you. He should be terrified, and he is. He is terrified of that. Thank you, Lord. You just cover us all with your blood. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay, then. So, did I do Job 22? A lion has roared. See, you guys, you get me off the track. I don't know. Did I do Amos? Yes, 3-8, a lion... No, don't know what that. I didn't. Job, Job. Where is Job? I can't find Job. Okay. Oh, there it. There it is. Okay, Job. We did that. You declare a thing; it will be established for you. Yes. Amen. Right. So, death and life. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So, if you, if you know, what do you love? I love life, and that's the fruit I'm going to eat of. I'm going to keep life in my mouth. 
You need to too. Our words will produce fruit, either good or bad. Don't produce bad fruit. It says in Proverbs 18.7, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. That's so true. You know, you just blurt off anything. You just, you know, there's no control. You need to control what's coming out your mouth. You need to absolutely. And your, otherwise your lips are going to be a snare to your own soul. So God is saying he wants us to be strong, he wants us to be bold, and uh, to decree and release things, just like a, a lion, you are a lion, and watch things change. If we could get the whole body of Christ on board with this, it would be amazing. It would be over so fast, absolutely so fast. See, Satan goes around like a roaring lion. He wants to be a lion. He doesn't like... See, Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, isn't he? And he goes around like a you know, roaring lion, but he's not a lion, and he doesn't have the voice of a lion. It only goes so far. Lions roar. When Jesus roars from heaven, you'll hear it. The whole world, the whole earth will hear it and shake. But Satan can go, rah, rah, <laughs> rah. <laughs> That's just a, a dinky, a little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus' one is a big one. Perhaps you, I won't try it. You'd probably be good at that. But uh, surely we try it, eh? See if we can do, get a good one. Okay. Actually, this might need to go down on the off for a minute. Oh, was that good? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Anyone hearing that would go, if they listen. Anyway, it's fun, isn't it? You've got to have fun. Roar like a lion. I tell you what, that's what you sound like. When you're praying, it sounds just like that. He's got to preach. You got to preach, Matt? No, no. It's a shame. Anyway, so as we boldly declare God's word, we destroy strongholds that the enemy has built. We need to get the word of God in our mouths and declare it. It's so the God's word is filled with the frequencies of heaven. Absolutely. And, we, and it shatters the, what the enemy's built. Whatever it is, whether it's sickness and failure or hopeless situations or, or financial situations, it will change things. Declare by Jesus' stripes, I have been healed. That's life. There's life frequencies in there. By Jesus' stripes I have been healed. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And don't forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquities and he heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He brings it out of destruction. See, it says in verse 6 or whatever that was, don't know, but the Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He executed, he's just waiting to ex execute righteousness and justice for you and for me and for our nation. Hallelujah. Psalm 149, 5 and 6 says, Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Why on your beds? Because when you lie down and try to sleep, what comes into your mind? Doubts, fear, um, and, you know, all the stuff will try and get at your mind as you're just trying to nod off and bombard you. What if? What if? 
What, would, what happens if this should happen? But God says, be joyful. Let them sing aloud on their beds. So you need to drown out the doubts with your faith. Absolutely. Let the high praises, verse 6, let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand. See, that's what happens. When you speak the word out, it becomes a two-edged sword in your hand. And I tell you, in the spirit realm, the angel will grab that and they'll fight for you. They'll fight the enemy for you. Thank you, Jesus. To execute, uh, no, verse 8, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles, nobles, nobles with fetters of iron. That's talking of the demonic realm in, in that, that scripture. That was 100 well, 149, is it? Psalm 149. We create the sword of the Spirit when the word is in our mouths and the high praises are coming out. And we cannot fail. We're going to soar and we're going to declare and soar into our destinies. I'm just trying to hurry up because I've got the band behind me now. <laughs> okay. Right. So we're in a serious race. I just want to just... Finish in a few minutes. Hebrews 12, 1, it says, Therefore we also, since we're surrounded by a so great cloud of witnesses, all the loved ones have gone on ahead of us, all, all the saints that have gone on ahead of us, we're, they're watching our race. They're watching our race. Hi, Don. <laughs> Hi, Warren. I know you're there. And all the, all the ones that have been in this church, and Nolene, yeah, heaps. Heaps of them. They're cheering you on. They say, go, go. Go, keep going, run the race. We are coming into the most exciting time on this earth. And they're cheering us on. They don't want us to miss at, at all. So we've got to run the race. And we've got to run forward. You don't run a race backwards, okay? And you don't... <laughs> you always run forwards, in case you didn't know. We're moving forward. We're not stopping. We're to run into the enemy's camp. Like Gideon, you know what God said. He got the sword of Gideon, and they were terrified of him. He only had 300 of them, and they had thousands, several hundred thousand. And they were scared of Gideon. But, you know, because God was on his side. And the enemy is scared of us because God is for you. He's not against you. He's on your side. He just wants you to ask. He wants you to take hold of his word and live it and... and um, absolutely carry it. So don't carry the weights and the cares and the worries. Get rid of them. If you're in a race, you cannot carry weights unless you want to lose the race. You know? You don't put on a big backpack. Well, I'm, I'm in a race now. I'm going to put on my big backpack. I'll just fill it up with some rocks. No. So Christians are like that. It's like we put it, we're in a race and we put on a backpack full of cares and worries and fears unbelief and all this stuff get it off take that pack off and empty it out and chuck away the bag don't carry the cares throw it on to God that's easy he'll take care of it for you don't carry your cares God says cast them all on to me I'll take care of them I want to take care of them for you I'm better at it than you are anyway all right so if you're carrying cares cast them onto him say God this is a big one for you, but you're big, so I'm throwing it onto you. And I'm not carrying it now. That's it. You sort it out. And God will. He's on your side. He's for you. 
He's not against you. He loves you. He cares for you. His son died for you. Amen. So let's just wind it up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to just finish here because I think I've said enough. <laughs> God is good. And he's powerful. You are powerful. You have the greater one living on the inside of you. You are powerful. Jesus Christ loves you. He died for you. You're bought and washed in his blood. He's given you power over all the power of the enemy. Now use it. Don't muck around with it. Use that power against the enemy. How about we just stand for a minute, and I've got a, something for us to speak out. And if you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, today just say, Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Saviour. I make you my, you, my Lord. I make you my Saviour. And I thank you. Today, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I have a wonderful future. And I can't wait to when I'll be with you in heaven for all eternity. Okay, let's just say this together. Father God, I position myself for this time on the earth. I position myself to soar into my destiny. I choose to run with your plans and your purposes on this earth. I will not be fearful. I will not sit down and quit. I rise up in the spirit as I magnify and glorify your holy name. I ask for and position myself to receive a download from heaven of your grace, of your love, of your wisdom, and of your power. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Fill me with fire. I thank you, Father. You're taking care of all my needs. And what the enemy has meant for harm, you tur you're turning it around for good. And I receive it all that you have for me, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Woohoo. So.